Tonight's passage of scripture will come from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 16 through 21. The word of God says, And whenever you fast, do not look somber like the hypocrites, for they mark their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen, not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, we come before you and thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to gather in your house. Father, we ask that as we enter this season of Lent, that we remember the humbling sacrifice that was given for us, that we may be reconciled back to you. And help us to look within ourselves, Father God, as we stand in your presence, to know our nature, but to receive your love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. During the season of Lent, we spend time reflecting on, on who we are as a people and what it is that we mean to God our Father. And I, I, I think sometimes that when I hear about people fasting and I read the scriptures about fasting, I wonder sometimes what it was that, that drove them to perform such an act. You see, in the Bible, in the earliest of days, when fasting was being performed, it was never defined as fasting. God never re looked down from heaven and said to, to Moses or anyone else to, that on this day I want you to, to fast. The first account of fasting, scripturally, is found in the book of Exodus, and it does pertain to Moses. Moses went to the mount to be with God and to receive the Ten Commandments. And Scripture says that in those days that he was in the presence of God, that, that he did not eat food or drink water for 40 days and 40 nights. When we think of fast, that's what we think of most often, is denying ourselves food and water for the nourishment of our bodies. And sometimes... We consider doing that for a long period of time. We hear in the scriptures that, that Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And we hear in the scriptures that, that Jesus himself went 40 days and 40 nights without bread or water. But not every instance of doing without lasted that time period. Daniel himself only fasted for a week. And he didn't give up his entire luxury of, of food. He only gave up the choice foods of the day during his fast. And on the Day of Atonement, when God asked for everyone to, to give him that attention on that day, it was only for 24 hours. 
See, I think sometimes we, we think ourselves more spiritual if, if we fast or do without something for a longer period of time. That somehow the, the longer we can do without, then the closer we are to God. But I'm going to argue that that's not the case. I think that the importance of fasting is not the duration of how long we do without, but the intent of the heart. You see, fasting and, and other forms of worship weren't designed to show our commitment to God. The intent was to remove from our lives, if even momentarily, those things that get between man and God. And I think that's what Jesus was saying when he was talking to the people about fasting. That when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't let the world know what it is that you're doing because it's something that you're doing between you and God. Keep it personal. And when you start revealing the, the effects of that fast, refresh yourself so that you keep that contact pure so that God knows your intent. You see, during Lent, we're all more than likely going to give up something. And we're probably will be tempted to boast about what I give up. I may come to you and say, I I'm going to give up chocolate today, or, or I'm going to give up Coke. But how refreshing would it be to our relationship if we kept that commitment just between God and ourselves so that man doesn't know? You see, when I go to God in prayer, or in fasting. I don't want to go to God and tell him of the good things that I do. And I don't know that saying I want to is the right terminology because in all reality, when I go before God, there's just something that happens when, when I stand in the glory of his presence. And it's that the reality of the nature of my life is presented truthfully to my heart and mind. That when I stand in the, in the presence of, of holiness, and then I stand in the presence of love and mercy, that I'm much like the prophets who say, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips. And when we reach that point of understanding of our relationship with God, then we come to understand in part what tonight is about. From dust I have come, and to dust I shall return. You see, it was God who, who breathed life into humanity. Humanity did not breathe life into God. And it was God who followed us all the days of our lives. Whether we recognized it or not, that, that His protection and His provision for us was always there. That His hand was always upon us. 
Much like the song says, I could do nothing if it weren't for the Lord. And I think that in our days where so many are experiencing revival in their hearts and, and in their minds and in their worship services, I think that that's what they're finding, that they're laying aside their own desire for, for who they want to be or who they think they should be. And I think that they lay aside their desire to, to seek out life in their own manner. And that they lay aside their desire to exalt themselves. And they, they, they lay at the altars. They, they sit in the pulpits and they raise their hands and sing songs of praise and, and glory to our God. Not because they want the attention for themselves, but because they are humbled when they are brought into the presence of the throne of God. That they, they stand before that God who is, who is holy and pure, and, and he stands before that God who sent his world or sent his son into this world to give his life on the cross at Calvary, that we as a people would be forgiven our sins. And that we as a people would be reconciled back to the Father. So that when we have spent our time on this earth, that we may hear the words that the prisoner the cross heard from Christ today you will be with me in paradise it's a humbling thing to know the gift that God has given us And it's a humbling thing to know of our dependence upon the Father. He desires for us to be in His presence. And He desires to lavish His love and all His glory upon His children. And if we experience God in all humility, in our time of prayer, in our time of fasting, in our time of worship, and in our time of praise, we come to understand individually the importance of His love upon our life. From dust we have come and to dust we shall return. But in God's eyes, we are much more than dust. We are his creation, and we are his beloved. So as we prepare ourselves to come forward tonight to receive the imposition of ashes, 
Remember the blessings that God has given to us, each and every one, through our friends and neighbors, and through his Son, who gave his life on the cross, that we shall live. Father God, we close the sermon tonight and thank you for being with us. And Father, I ask that you prepare our hearts and minds now as we proceed with with our service of ashes and communion. Almighty Father, we know that you have created us out of the dust of the earth. And we ask that you grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and penance so that we may remember that only by your gracious gifts are we given everlasting life. Through Christ Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Father, as we depart, we ask that you bless this congregation of believers. Pour out your Spirit upon them. Renew their hearts, renew their visions for life, and help them to seek you out in all things. As we, your children, come to you in humble adoration. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.